Hello and welcome to the first ever Cardiff Met RFC podcast. On this first episode, I'll be talking to brothers Tom and Liam Sullivan, who currently play for the rugby club while also both studying sports coaching. On this episode, we discuss their story of how they got into coaching and what their goals are for life after Met. Um, I guess it stemmed from me playing um, and the love of like for the sport. Uh, initially, I guess it was big on just the rugby front. But when I went to sixth form and done like my BTEC sport course at John Fisher, it sort of pushed me to do other things. So coach a variety of sport. And I sort of just found I enjoyed the kids getting something out of it and me using my experience to help them, you know, pick up small things in their game that they can improve, almost influenced by coaches I've had in the past. Um, that's probably why I got into coaching initially. Well, I'd, I'd say it's like, as you say, it's about where you kind of came from as well. So being from John Fisher, which is a school that, kind of is a bit lower down on the rugby front and competing against, you know, the likes of Whitgift and, and Wellington and all that, the biggest schools, like the posh schools. And then you kind of want to push that yourself. You almost want to take kids that aren't as privileged and make them good at a sport. And, you know, that's kind of the passion I got from that. Yeah, like you said, you know, you went to school at John Fisher, which is a comprehensive school in Croydon. And as is commonly the case with school rugby in England, unless you go to a private school, you don't really have as many opportunities to play rugby or have that level of coaching. Is it important to you that children who aren't as fortunate as others still have that opportunity to play rugby and have that good quality coaching? Yeah, I feel like that's like a huge reason I enjoy coaching. Um, especially from where I'm, like where I'm from, um, the ability to turn kids that are from that sort of background into like high performance athletes or like professional players in the future is like a dream almost. So like someone who went met like Alex Dombrandt done that exact thing. Like he was from Croydon and stuff, and rugby isn't massive in that sort of area but it sort of shows that you you can do it just with the right perseverance and stuff I guess yeah like it's it's a lot from the coaches like at at schools like that you've got two coaches who coach rugby like for I'd say 20 teams on a Saturday from year 7 till 11 and and 12 and 13 as well Whereas big schools like that have a coaching staff of like 28 coaches. So it's just, it's good to have that as an experience of being coached from people like that who have put like whole weeks into it, Saturdays, Sundays off just to like coach the kids um, and hardly have any home time. Um, And that kind of spurred me on to do the same. So can you tell me a little bit about your club, Old Bex, RFC, and how you ended up coaching there and how that went? Yeah, so we'd played there since we were like 
six, seven years old um, until like, what, a year or two ago. We occasionally go back and play for them. But sort of after sixth form or during my year 13, um, I sort of got asked by one of the coaches in the year under 10s team to go down and help. Uh, every Sunday like for a couple of weeks and initially I done it and then Liam joined in and we done it for a few weeks running and like I've really enjoyed it I think the kids got so much out of it um, and it sort of sparked like something in my head that I sort of wanted to do this like as a career almost um, and at university because of how like fun it was um, teaching these kids like on the weekend basically um, and then basically we went on like after a few weeks um, I'd say a couple of months actually we went on to like get involved in a big tournament like at Harlequins um, called the Athead tournament and then we actually went on to win that which was huge because first of all we hadn't coached much before and after getting really like into it, involved in the coaching, and then to win something as big as that was um, was massive. So that kind of spurred us on to get more tournaments under our belt, and it was just really good for the kids as well. Yeah, it was huge because before that tournament, a few years before that age group weren't very good. Like they struggled getting numbers every week. Um, they struggled winning anything you know, getting stuff out of their seasons. And then the year we came, we sort of picked the energy up, like helped out loads. If the dads and volunteers couldn't do it, then we'd happily like run sessions, take them to tournaments. Um, and yeah, ending the season by winning something like that was huge. Like made it sort of all worth it in a way. Um, and then... Because of us winning that, we like at the end of the year we got invited to the House of Commons for like commitment to our sport, which was huge. Um, yeah, that was a good, good day. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah, so <clears throat> going to the House of Com Commons was a big thing, um, and to get it for like commitment to rugby was was huge. Um, there was like quite a few other boys that got the same thing for their sport I think um, and we met people like uh, Jason Robinson was there um, Serge Batson um, and it was like a real honour to go there because I don't think it had been done before um, especially in like that kind of age group and winning something like that with I don't know how many teams we entered the tournament yeah, silly with. Mm. but yeah that was that was a quality like experience to sort of just get get recognised for just helping out and then it leading on to something like that. Um, meeting people like Jason Robinson, people you've watched on TV and things like that is quality. You know, with a load of other um, people there that have done things for their sport. So now you're at Cardiff Metropolitan University where you're both studying at sports coaching. What are your goals after university? Um, I guess for me, 
is obviously do the best I can with my degree. That's first of all. But like definitely aiming to go into PE, uh, teaching, coaching, um, maybe set up some sort of coaching business where I do like one-on-ones and um, again, just help performance athletes get better, things like that. Yeah, I think a lot can be said about, you know, um, numerous people setting up coaching businesses outside of uni and stuff. And on the back of that, I kind of want to do a similar thing, but I think kind of what it's becoming now with the sport, you've got to train young athletes, performance-based movements and, and like in their sport early on. So I think putting in S&C early on with younger boys, I think is something that I really want to push as well after uni. During this podcast, the boys talked about how opportunities to play rugby and have high-quality coaching are rare for children in England who don't go to private schools. But despite that, there are still ways for players from non-private schools to become pro rugby players, Alex Dombrand, for example. However, the gap between private school and non-private school players is still a problem in England. For example, in the 2015 Rugby World Cup, England had three players in their 31-man squad that weren't privately educated, while Wales only had three players in their 31-man squad that were privately educated. To add to this, an article written by the BBC reported that 5% of male footballers were privately educated, while 37% of professional British rugby union internationals attended fee-paying schools. Stats like this show that something has to be done to promote the game of rugby for people with less privileged backgrounds in England. I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast and hope that you'll join me for the next one. Goodbye.